Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of my radio show, Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. We originally air as a radio show on Radio Free Brooklyn, so if you like the show, you can listen to episodes the day they come out every Monday at 3pm on Radio Free Brooklyn. You're about to hear the episode where I interview Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, played by comedian Federico Garduno, and Shaka Zulu, played by comedian Joe Miles. If you like the show and you want to shoot us an email or you want to hear an interview with your favorite dead people, hit us up at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We love hearing from fans and we'll try to get them on as soon as possible. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, rate us five stars on iTunes, tell your friends, leave a comment. All that stuff helps us out a bunch. You can also go see me perform this Thursday at the Magnet Theater at 9 p.m. with the team at University. You should also check out my website, jarrettberenstein.com or follow me on Twitter at just Jarrett. But for now, please enjoy Shaka Zulu and Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Famous Dead People. Time to start the show. Famous Dead People. People you know. Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. Famous Story stuck in the head. Just gonna hear me even though all these my guests today on Famous Dead People are one of the most prolific and influential composers of the classical era, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Yes, hello. And 19th century monarch of the Zulu kingdom, Shaka Zulu. Greetings. And uh, Mr. Mozart, Mr. Shaka, uh, welcome to Famous Dead People. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure, of course. Uh, so let's get started with you, um, uh, Mozart. Uh, there are claims that you started composing at the age of five. Is that true? Does that track with your memory? Yes, well, of course, because my father was quite an accomplished musician, never quite got defamed. Maybe he could have deserved, but... Um, so he was always playing music around the house, and, like, as a very young boy, he was not an, a nice man. So mm-hmm. um, I was always wanting to have his attention a little bit because mm-hmm. he was very cold. And so I would um, pick up a violin, maybe, to, like, pretend I was like Vaza, mm-hmm. and... He, he would sometimes react to this and sometimes not. And it turns out this kind of plucking the strings was making a good sound. Hmm. And everyone says, this boy is maybe very good at playing this. So this kind of encouragement <laughs> was terrific. So, yes, I was, I was, you know, as a boy wanting to see smiles. Mm-hmm. I, On your father's face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is something like, you know, I, I just see it so often in people that have accomplished great things. is really just a desire to please one or both of their parents, you know? Was this something that you experienced growing up as well, Shaka? Uh, pleasing my parents? Yeah, exactly. Yes, uh, seeing my father uh, happy when I was to uh, engage in battle. Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. It was always a great pleasure yes, for me. Yes. Well, you know, this is the way, the different ways in which we try to, you know, appease or make happy our, our mothers and fathers. You know, you, of course... Uh, Mozart were an incredible composer, an incredible musician, and the way, of course, that you would use uh, your skills, Shaka Zulu, would be uh, in battle and in war. Uh, to me, the most sweetest music is the sound of my fist beating a man in the head. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, me... I, I like a flute. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been called uh, the greatest commander out of Africa, and some historians have even referred to you as the Black Napoleon. Uh, what was uh, your... I prefer the stories uh, that call him the White Shakazulu. <laughs> Does is anybody calling him the White Shakazulu? Well, I do. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that's unfair. I mean, like, I wonder if because like compared to Napoleon, you conquered 
vast, vastly smaller amounts of land, you know? And so, yes, what you did was very impressive, but if we're going to need a benchmark, we would probably go for Napoleon. Does that sound Well, sound quality right? over quantity is what I say. <laughs> yeah, but, but also, you know, he did it with a shirt, and you look like you were doing most of this without the shirt on, which is impressive. Yeah. It's, it's, well, if you had seen him with no shirt, you'd see why I wear no shirt and he wears a shirt. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so he was I, I'm a very pasty. A flabby I mean, boy. If, if, we're, if we're grading on a curve, you know, like he had different weaponry than you, he had more people, you know, it's possible that your accomplishments far outweigh his in perspective. I, say, I think the know? best way to settle this argument would be for me and Napoleon to get into the ring mm-hmm. and... Uh, Fight each other. Oh, then you would clearly be, be I the would winner. Beat him to death. You know, he was a, he was a general, but he wasn't really like you know good with his fists. And historically, short, small though, man, not as short as everybody thinks, but just that was like British propaganda. That's a whole other not thing. as big as me. No, no, I'm sure that you were much six much, foot four. Six foot four. That is what I was going to guess. Just looking at him, right, Mozart? Yes, very big guy. Yeah. yeah. So here's my question for you. So going back to uh, these early uh, compositions that you made. As a child, do you remember any of the songs that you composed back then, like when you were six? Like, were they, were they still in your rotation? Like, would you play them every now and again for fun? Or was it like, just on to the next one, on to the next one? Yeah, I mean, I was really kind of turn, like churning and burning some out because it was important to me to always go to the next level. Mm-hmm. Where if I had been like, oh, that's a pretty good song for a little baby boy, then <laughs> I would not have become very accomplished in what I do. So, like, mm. a lot of them, I mean, it was kind of looking around like I was writing many songs about cats or a cup <laughs> oh, I was you would, holding. Oh, you would write lyrics also. I assume that these were just like melodies, like, you know, uh, like classical music, you know. Yeah, no, all classical music has lyrics. You don't normally Wait, see all them. classical music has lyrics? That composer, yeah, it's literally impossible to make a song without words to it. So really? even if you don't want to share it with the rest of the world, you still kind of have it going because it's easy to forget the music. Wow. You know? So, so you like, have a word attached. What's that one, um, you know, I don't know a lot of classical songs, but there's that one that's like, uh, I think it's Beethoven goes, Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. Ba, 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 ba. Yes. All right. So do you know what the lyrics to that are? It's like, look at me now, <laughs> big composer, <laughs> coming now here. Mm. Oh, not bad. Yeah. You know, now, now that I hear those words, it kind of makes sense. Yes, it's you know, thinking back on that. Well, I mean, if I think of any other ones, I'd love to press you on those lyrics as well. But here, my, here's my other question is, do you, could you like uh, perform one of your old songs for us now? Like even just hum a few bars of... You know, something you compose when you were six. You know, well, would, you, I, would you mind? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, I could hum it, but I can't really play it anymore because my fingers were t- towards towards the end mm-hmm. when t- I w- was not good with money. Yeah, so yeah. There were many times where I would have to fight for money. Well, so, you would you would like get into a fight with somebody, like yes, and I was certainly no Shaka Zulu, but mm-hmm. people would want to see me because I had a little bit of a name. And I was a good... So people would be like, I'm going to pay money to see Mozart beat up some random dude. Yeah, no, I never won. I, <laughs> I was a good bleeder. Or get, so get people beat like up by to somebody, see it. Yeah, and, um, you know, because I also, like, have, I'm not a, never a big man, kind of a, again, a pasty Napoleon-esque build. Mm-hmm. So okay. it, uh, you know... It was, it was. I'm surprised that you were driven to those depths. Like I know that you had some financial worries, but I didn't think that you'd taken to becoming a brawler or a failed brawler at that. Yeah, I would drink a lot of wine. Yeah, and but... I didn't like bad wine because it gave me too much. <laughs> I, just, I, it, I mean, I like. It doesn't be... taste as good as good wine. No, it doesn't. You know? Obviously not. Yeah. What was this part of your lifestyle, also, Shakazula? Like I know that you were, you know, busy conquering lands and everything. But did you enjoy the finer things, like as you were doing this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yes. what, what's 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 a Shaka Zulu? You know, like blowing blowing some money on something that extravagant. Like, oh, what, what like you do? Um, a fat goat, <laughs> the fattest goat. 
like um, overweight. Uh, it can't walk on its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to load it into a cart and have... Uh, and somebody walk it around for you. Uh, my wife would pull it uh, on gotcha, the goat cart. Gotcha. Yeah, and that was something that people would be like, oh my God, I can't believe you bought such a Shaka fat goat. Zula, where did you get this big fat goat? <laughs> and I would say I beat a man to death for it. Mm, that is incredible. And both, I did not think that you guys would have this in common, both... Having a history of scrapping, yeah, you know, you losing, of course, Mozart, yeah. and uh, you winning, of course, well, we, you know, winning. That's two things we have in common. <laughs> that's uh, true. The fighting and the music. Yes. Oh, I, were you a musician also? Oh, I'm very much into music. Oh wow! Like songwriting and composing. Did that's you? Fantastic. Did yeah. you do words also, or was it mainly a little instrumentals? Bit, yes, I wrote. Uh, I don't want to point fingers, but uh, I wrote a song that was very similar to your uh, "Can't Touch This." Oh, okay. Yeah, Can't Touch This is great. Can, would you? Would you sing your version for us so that we can compare it? Uh, my fist hit you so hard, make you say, <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> oh, wait, so that's just the lyrics to it. Did you also have the, you know... Can't punch this. Uh, what was it? How, it was like, like, um, like, do, 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 can't touch this. Do, 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 do. Yes, yes, except that... it was all played on drums, so there's not much melody. It so was... it was mainly rhythmic, then? Yes, There, there yes. were, like, horns or anything. Lots of rhythm, um, but mm-hmm. there were horns. They were horns of uh, cattle. Mm, okay. Uh, blow into them for... Uh, uh, trumpeting effect. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, well, that's an incredible coincidence then that you guys have these s- such similar songs. Yeah, you know? and, and it also remind me because that sample is from the um, Rick James, the Super Freak. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And yes. I was known as the Super Freak of Vienna. Is that true that yeah. you were known as the Super Freak of Vienna? Yeah, because I like to party very much. Actually, I want to ask you about that a little bit later on in the interview because, you know, there are some, uh, you know, contemporary. Uh, reinterpretations of what your life was like, and I'd like to know like how accurate you think those are. Uh, but going back to um, uh, Shaka Zulu very quickly, so you know you are you you're considered the greatest commander coming out of Africa, the Black Napoleon. Uh, we talked a little bit about your motivation, like you wanted to impress your father a little bit, but did you also have like a desire for power or a desire to unify Africa or anything like that? Was it for peace or was it just all for your dad? Uh, it was uh, all for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, be, so yes, I wanted everybody to recognize what a bad man I am. So once you once you satisfied that part of your soul, that's like I I want to make sure that my dad knows that I'm a powerful man. Once you did that already, then it all became just for selfish selfish gains. Yes, once you're on a roll, you know, you just keep <laughs> on going. Imagine so you, trying to stop. I mean, then what? Yeah, uh, no, you had momentum. I, yes, yeah, you and keep I bet, going. And I bet if you beat a guy up real bad and then you, you say, I'm, st- I'm done with fighting, I bet then he'll can't try to hurt you. Like, you're trying to sleep if you have... If, if you try to give up fighting. Wait, no, you mean you... like he would try to then get revenge on you? Yeah, because he's like, I'm going to get some of my friends and then we will come beat you. Right, right. So, so you just have to keep on going. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to, you know, they're going to reamass their forces and then come back at you. My itinerary was all booked. I would have to show up to a man's house uh, three or four times a month mm-hmm. to beat him. Just beat, just beating people just up. Just to remind him that I beat him. Did you ever farm any of this work out? Like, I'm, I'm imagining you had to have like, you know... Uh, captains and I outsourced know, foot the soldiers and stuff like that. But you still did a lot of your own hands-on beatings and stuff? A lot of it stuff? myself, yes. Wow. Uh, you know, you, you can't uh, trust anyone. It's, uh, you got to do a job yourself if you want it done right. Mm-hmm. So then here's my question for basically anybody that just wants to amass power the way that you say that you did. What's, what's, your, what's the end game there? Would you just be ruler of the world? Was that what your dream was? I think that's what everyone wants, right? Do the, we all want to be ruler of the world? Well, white Shaka Zulu was not <laughs> stopping until he controlled the whole world, yes? 
<laughs> that is fair. That is Alexander fair. the Great, mm-hmm. Genghis yeah. Khan. He, they all really wanted to. Yeah, but those that's a handful of people. It's like they're... a song I wrote. Okay. Yeah. It goes uh, a little bit like this. The chorus was, uh, everybody wants, wants to... to... Oh, oh you know my songs. <laughs> well, that's like that Tears for Fears song. It has oh, almost the exact same... Mm-hmm. Almost the exact same melody to it. Never heard it. Oh, that's incredible. But no, there are there have been trillions of people on this planet that have not wanted to take over the world. Mozart, uh, you didn't yeah, want to I take just, over the I world. Yeah, I just wanted did you? to make some good, some lay down some good music for mm-hmm. people to dance to or to listen to, mm-hmm. and to have you know maybe like a, a nice meal sometimes. Yeah. But you were not without ambition yourself. You know, like you were. You know, working as a musician for the court of Salzburg, but you weren't satisfied there. So you started looking for other opportunities. Surely you can relate to Shaka Zulu's, you know, motivations here to yeah. just want more and bigger, right? Yeah, I don't want people to be like afraid of me, but mm-hmm. I want them to be like, oh, that guy is very much better at music than I am. <laughs> and like, if they don't recognize that, then I have to move on because mm-hmm. we have to work for these stupid guys with the money. And I... You have to always be selling ourselves. So I want to get to that level where, you know, maybe maybe the emperor comes to me and says, oh, you, uh, here's as much money as you could ever want. So yeah. you can just write songs for yourself. Yeah. So we I call guess, that fuck you money. That's yeah. what we call it. So maybe do. Fuck yeah. I want yeah. to rule the musical world so I can just be myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the thing that I think all artists have where they're like, I am willing to sell out now so then I can maybe get enough money where I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And, and also just to be good enough to, to really make that solidarity be like really mm-hmm. feel bad about did himself. You, did you feel bad about what you did to Salieri? Like, you really made him feel bad. Yeah. You know, this is according, of course, to the movie Amadeus. Yeah, pretty dead you on. Know. And it, that was dead on. That was 100% accurate. Well, I mean, they, they took some liberties, but mm-hmm. the main thing is that, um, yeah, that uh, Salieri was ugly, and I was also, <laughs> you know, a, a much more fun guy, even wanted to see me. He'd show up to a party, he'd be like, look at Salieri, he's so stupid. And I'd be like, yes. And I would encourage that. I would leave me notes for him. Like if he's going to do a concert somewhere the next night, I would draw a picture of him like with a bigger butt mm. or something oh, like that. That's a classic burn. That's, that's a, a good classic one. burn. Put him in his place. If you wanted to, if you wanted to put someone in their place, Shaka Zulu, would you, is, was your only option to be violent or did you also have like, like sick burns the way that Mozart's no, talking No, enlarging someone's butt is always classic. <laughs> uh, my shield would sometimes be painted with... Many, many illustrations of my enemies with big, fat butts. With big, and that would enrage them oh. and maybe give you an advantage of battle because they, they were angry, right? They would try to stab me in yeah. the shield, no, into the picture <laughs> of their butt. <laughs> then you'd say, you stab your own butt. On me. <laughs> this guy, he gets me. Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. I like this, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Now, I, I had no idea that that was a, another simulator that you guys had. It is really incredible. It's like I'm interviewing the same purpose. The secret here. is that the shield was meant to be stabbed. Yeah, no, that's, that's <laughs> the And my point, body was you know? not. Yeah. yeah, it's like you're you're wasting a strike now on the entire purpose of this thing is just to take knives for, in in exchange for not me getting getting struck with knives. Too bad, dum dum. Now I open up your head. <laughs> that was your catchphrase back then, right? Yes. <laughs> Too bad, dum dum. Too bad, dum dum. Now I open up your head. It's a, it's a long for a battle cry, but worse it. I it think really does work. Yeah, and, and I imagine it inspired many many a soldier. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are uh, one of the most influential monarchs of the Zulu Kingdom, Shaka Zulu, and 18th century Austrian composer Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Um, now, going back to you, uh, Mozart, for just a moment. So, in addition to being, and you, and you may call me Wolfie. <laughs> Wolf- is that some people called you Wolfie? What, what? My inner circle called me Wolfie. They call sure. you Wolfie. Wolfie, yeah. Mm, I don't know. It just feels a little. Ugh. It feels it's a little intimate. Look, you know? look. There's the there's the Wolfgang who is on the stage making the music 
you know, enliven people's, you know, their heart burst with the beauty of it. But then just mm-hmm. Wolf, you like to just hang out, you know? So that's yeah. Oh, so you're saying Wolfgang is what I do on stage. That's yeah. your stage persona. Sort of like Beyonce had Sasha Fierce. Yeah, or Chris know. Gaines. Chris, who's Chris Gaines? He was, um, who's the guy that did that I've Got Friends in Low Places song? Do you know what I'm talking about? Are you talking about Shaka Zulu? Yes, I do. He's I've a, got friends a country. In... Oh, yeah. right. Country. And that was a persona so, also? This is the first time ever that Chris Gaines has overshadowed <laughs> as a personality, and I cannot think of his name now. Well, it's insane. So is it God Brooks? Yes, so it's God Brooks. God Brooks. <laughs> a personality called Chris Gaines? <laughs> yeah, it's this kind of rocker guy. Mm, what a normal-sounding name. That's he's weird. From, and if you, some, if you put those two names next to each other and we're like, one of these is a stage persona, and one of these is a, is a real name. I would have been like, "Oh, Garth Brooks is the fake name." Obviously, you know, it's a little on the nose for a country singer. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, well, he wanted, that was his rock and roll side. Mm. So uh, I, I'm not going to call you Wolfie. That feels a little too intimate. Like we're yeah, dating sure, or something. But, no, it's, can I just call you Wolfgang? Is that all right? As, as, as you please, man. All right. Uh, you didn't have any other aliases, did you, Shaka Zulu? Uh, yes, I was called um, Horse Horseman. Horseman. Yes. Was it because of your big size? My giant. Face. <laughs> you have okay. a very big face. They do have long faces. It's a long, that makes, I have a long face. That tracks. That tracks. I don't mind. The horses are powerful animals. They are. They were very you powerful. Ride them into battles. Yeah. They, we still judge things on horsepower, you know, because they were the most powerful things that we had at the time. Yeah. And, 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 and I like to gamble on horse fights as well. And this is kind of. Wait, horse uh, fights? Yeah. Not, that, not horse races, horse fights. No. It like, because in like this kind of um, basements of these. Uh, pubs, mm-hmm. they would have this kind of secret horse fighting ring where you could go and gamble. It must have been a huge basement then to have kept. No, that's the best it? thing because these horses <laughs> are like right on it. Because if given given their own preference, the horses would just kind of circle each other like if they have enough space around. to run. Yeah, but yeah. then they really get at each other, so they're like biting each other's <laughs> necks and stuff. Interesting. Wow, I had no idea that that you Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart used to bet on horse. Fighting in the basement of random bars. I was down for whatever. Like, I'd walk (laughs) out of my home and I'd say, where is this evening going to take me? And Mm. sometimes it's there. Sometimes it's true, you know, a parlor. Oh, interesting. The most impressive thing is that they got the horses to go down the stairs. Yeah. I am told that this is a possibility. <laughs> no, you're thinking of cows. Cows can't go down the stairs. Horses can go up and down? I think horses can go up and down stairs. If, you, if anybody knows the answer, call in. Feel free. But um, Lots of single-floor uh, <laughs> residences in my time. Well, it, I technically, anything can go downstairs. It just they might not like it, really. Yeah, well, they wouldn't go of their own volition. Yes. Yeah, exactly. They'll get tum- tumbled down. So, uh, going back to you, Shaka Zulu. Um, so, when I was reading your biography on uh, Wikipedia, there was something that jumped out at me right away. And that is that you were born into um, uh, a bit of a stigma because of how you were conceived. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the historical record. I absolutely will correct you if you are wrong. Your parents had you because they were doing something called uku uh, lobanga. Oh, I know about that. Yeah, which is... Uh, well, what is what is your understanding of what uku lomba is, yes, uh, Mozart? It's when the penis goes into vagina and they make a baby. That is not uh, their definition of it, but oh. that might be how, how it was known in Vienna at the time. Uh, no, uku lombanga, uh, as Wikipedia describes it, is, quote, sexual foreplay without penetration allowed to unmarried couples. Mm. Uh, and Today pa- you call that just the tip. <laughs> and your parents... Your parents were doing this, but they got carried away and they just did it. A little bit wild. Yeah. Things got a little bit wild. But then because you you were a, a product of Uku Lobanga, 
you were then stigmatized. Is that is that correct? Yes, that I was right? looked down upon because yeah. I uh, came from just a tip, as you call it. Yeah, uh, what like parents, you are a pull out baby. My my parents <laughs> uh, forgot to uh, they failed to realize that uh, the tip is where the babies come from. Yeah, that's where the uh, semen comes yes. out of. You know. Uh, well, I understand that the translation of uku lobanga is the fun of the roads. So I assumed that you weren't actually putting the tip in the vagina, that maybe you would, like, skirt it along, you know, like a... Right, just sliding, uh, sliding yeah. up and down. Yeah, I don't know what you what we call that in today's parlance. Maybe slip like, and slide. Slip and slide. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I was conceived. I mm-hmm. was born. Yeah. and uh, There have I, to have been a lot of those, though, right? Because putting people who aren't married in a room together where they can do uku lobanga... And just basically like, and just, and just, you know, being like, yeah, you can play around, but not have sex. They must, they must have had sex a thousand times doing that, right? Uh, Ukulubanga, uh, one thing I can tell you about it is mm-hmm. that it does not work. It has <laughs> got a 0% success rate. Uh, once, uh, once the genitals have connected, uh, it's very hard to stop. That's basically what I think, you yeah, know? But like, maybe you could do it like, like on an arm crease or something like that. That would be safer. An arm crease or yeah. maybe like between the legs, but not in the vagina Yeah, because look, I'm, I go, my, to me, the whole body is a playground, you know? <laughs> oh, so, typ- typical musician. Yeah. <laughs> Mothers lock up your daughters, am I right? You cannot trust them. He is coming to hump your armpits. <laughs> You know, if whatever's clever, you know. Mm-hmm. Was this ever something that you partook in, Shaka Zulu? I mean, I know that it must, you know, have an emotional resonance because that's how you were conceived. But was it still a practice when you were in power? Would you ever do Ukulobanga? My mission uh, as I became a man mm-hmm. was to prove that sex is okay, even out of wedlock. Interesting. By very, having very sex with everyone <laughs> that I met. And people obviously were fine with that because of how powerful and influential you were, right? Uh, they go hand in hand. Yeah, uh, yeah. As of you course. grow in power, you grow in sexual activity. Yes. Yeah, yes. you must have been so busy. Like, I had to go beat a guy up later and then have sex with three people today because I met a couple of people. Yeah. Mm. The hardest part is keeping them separate. What do you mean? Like, remembering who you had oh, sex with and who you th- didn't have this sex is, with? This is a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. This is for sex. <laughs> this is an enemy. This yeah. is for fighting. Oh, do gotcha. not confuse them. Sometimes you would get your, your, your you would make love to a uh, to a man and beat up a woman. Was Oops. The, was there ever a time? <laughs> a rival <laughs> chief has just penetrated me <laughs> and vice versa. And then I beat his wife to death. Mm. Like there's a school dance where you had like two dates that night, one for fight, one for like a <laughs> romance, and you can't let the other one know it's happening. Oh, so you're like all a, flustered and running back and forth. Like, like I have to go to the bathroom now. That's like, like your a, Mrs. Doubtfire. Or like yeah. a Jack Tripper from Three's Company. Yeah, very it much so. Seems like a imagine. real thing he would get into. How ribald. <laughs> so uh, going back to you, Mr. Mozart, Wolfgang, sorry, I apologize. Um, so because of your talents were discovered so early as a child, I read that your parents took you on a European tour where everybody got together all their like musical prodigy children and you would like and they they like sent them all around Europe like doing these big shows that must have been an incredible experience for you such a young composer to be seeing so much of the world right do you have any fond memories from that period of your life well you know papa was a stage papa and mm. he to him all my glory was his yes. so um, it was that is, very, it's a common symptom among stage presence uh, parents sorry stage parents yeah so like we barely got to even have fun. We had mm. to practice all the time. Well, uh, and sometimes not even mother was allowed to come along. She had to stay behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she died. That is that is very tragic. Did that influence your music? Having losing losing your mother while you were away playing on this European tour? 
Yeah, you know the, the opera Don Giovanni. I wrote mm-hmm. later. Yeah. It, it, the original words were, "Mommy is dead, mommy is dead now." And and it, so mm-hmm. that that helped me work through that. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I can definitely understand the therapeutic uh, power of that music there. Um, that is a very familiar sounding song to me. What the uh, one that you just uh, he played for you? The Don Giovanni. In my day, uh, the tribal times, uh, there was lots of songs about. Uh, that very same subject matter. Oh, uh, losing losing a mother. It was very common for women to die. Yeah, it happens yeah. a lot. I, you really, just throughout history, it's really been rough to be a woman. Well, most, uh, most people yeah. are dead. Most most people are dead. Yeah, but everyone like, I've ever known. Women yeah. in particular, like you could be you could be murdered by a man, you'd be raped, you could die in childbirth. Yeah, you know, childbirth's like, a big one. Really, really we dangerous. We had not really figured out childbirth. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, it's, if you're a woman and you're protecting all your children, that makes you more susceptible to you know predators and you know things like that. Like it, they, they've had a rough go of it. I don't think that anybody will argue that. Yeah, there was a predator in Vienna. That alien that come you can't always see. Wait, you saying that an actual predator came to Vienna while you were there? Yeah. He, he Wait, not... in in your time in the 1700s, late 1700s. Yeah, I think there were maybe a couple of predators before, but this is really early on. Yeah, the predator come down and he had this kind of uh, weird face that opens mm-hmm. up and he chases you. Well, we you know, we know about predator oh, yes. from, oh, you know, from yes. the movies. Yeah. yeah, but you're saying that you actually met a predator while you were living in Vienna. As a composer, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Well, I didn't. You know, I can't say I met as a predator, but mm-hmm. I knew he was there because I look at. I was playing a concert and mm-hmm. I was I was at my clavier and the <laughs> a, a kind of a blur off to the side of the stage. And I said, mm-hmm. that, "That looks funny. Like like it's something that's not there, but there's something going on." Okay. And then a guy's head exploded. Whoa! What did, what did, did people think it was part of the show or what? Like, uh, what was the reaction there? What well, there's also a disease that does that in Vienna at that time. <laughs> It's we call it the face eruptions. Face eruption disease. It's, it's like smallpox, but that's worse. a great cover for predators. They could probably go in there and kill everybody, and everyone's just like, "Oh, they got face exploding disease." Ugh, that is rough. I can't believe that. So, how did you eventually know that it was the predator then that was killing all these people? Well, in he got cocky. <laughs> he st- he at some point he just takes off the invisible stuff mm-hmm. and he was just walking down the street killing people. Yeah, Ugh. I think even among predators, they were like, "This guy's gone too far." Yeah, he probably was the you know everyone looked down. All the other predators were like, "This guy's got a real yeah. big ego." He's 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 a sick guy. Mm-hmm. Did he eventually leave, or did somebody, or did the your version of Arnold Schwarzenegger take care? of uh, this predator in Vienna. Well, he got smallpox. Oh, oh they- <laughs> got I mean, smallpox. it was all around. Aliens uh, uh, in fiction, and I'm assuming in real life, have a real problem with the germs that we have here, you yeah. know, because they haven't been, uh, you know, exposed to them, so they haven't built yeah, up a, a resistance. Uh, Vienna and Salzburg was really disgusting. It mm. was gross everywhere. Uh, going back to you, Shaka Zulu, for just a moment. Um, we So I read that you were originally... Uh, mentored in the ways of war by a man named uh, Diggy Sueyo. I hope yes. I'm pronouncing uh, that correctly. Diggy Sueyo. Uh, uh, and but then he was murdered, mm. and you sought revenge and chased the man who killed him, a man named Zweet. Uh, but when you couldn't catch him, you killed his mom instead. That was well, that you was had your to revenge. kill somebody, right? Yeah, that's true. I yeah. suppose. That's what I always say. But like, why was this, this thirst for revenge so strong? Like, what was your relationship right like with uh, Diggy Sueyo? That you felt like, was he a father figure to you? Or? Oh, yes, we were very close. He uh, taught okay. me how to fight. He taught me how to uh, give a long hug but not make it weird. He taught me <laughs> how to shave. He taught mm-hmm. me uh, how to ride a horse, uh, jump on it from behind, over the butt, and right onto the middle of it. Oh, so you never got on a horse on the side. You would jump on 
uh, I guess I guess dingy uh, uh, dingy swayo style would be to jump on it from the butt. Yes, I was jumping on from the side, and he saw me, and he said, "You are jumping on this horse like an idiot." <laughs> From the back, up and above. Interesting. I mean, that seems like it's harder to do than to just use the side, right? That's why we do it. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe what it, looks cooler, Jared? It does look cooler to, oh, I don't know, yeah. to leap on from the butt. It seems While a the horse sexual. is running? While the horse is running? Okay, yeah, that's dope. It's because it's kind of awkward because, you know, if you're getting on a horse, you have to put a weird kind of hood foot in the, the stirrup and people sometimes do like an accidental toot when they get up there yeah that's true yeah, accidental toots uh, mm-hmm. you know everyone has that problem yeah, at some point or another yeah, that's not, it, you lose all respect for the person when you see it happen though so. I right. remember once tooting while I was beating a man to death yeah mm-hmm. he's probably like he's probably that, even laughed a little bit You're was like, that oh, embarrassing like, what oh, it was very embarrassing <laughs> uh, the whole tribe saw and uh, while they were proud of me for winning uh, they made fun of my butt <laughs> yeah as well they should have. We've got to take a short break, but we'll be right back with Mozart and Shaka Zulu. Stay with us. Famous Famous Hey, everybody, just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or on whatever app it is that you're using to listen to this show. Uh, If you're so inclined, rate us five stars. Leave a comment. You could tell us how much you love us or hate us. I love constructive criticism. Uh, That stuff helps us out a ton. Tell your friends about us. Get your friends to listen to Famous Dead People. I would really appreciate that. And uh, hit us up at FamousDeadPeopleShow at gmail.com if you want to shout some criticism into my electronic face or if you want to hear a specific Famous Dead person on this show. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear that you're listening. I want some feedback, damn it. Uh, so yeah, lastly, if you really like the show and you want to send us some money to help keep us on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support This Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jared Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are 19th century monarch of the Zulu kingdom, Shaka Zulu, and prolific Austrian musician and composer Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Uh, now, Mozart, I had a question for you about your uh, early time in Vienna. Like, so you were unhappy in uh, Salzburg, and you decided you wanted to go find, uh, you know, higher, higher bars, you know, uh, more prestigious positions, and uh, have more people hear your music. Um, what made you eventually settle on Vienna? Like, what was it that that drew your attention there? It was the place to be in the Holy Roman Empire. You know, like, I mean, I. You go to Paris a little bit, and you're like, "This is pretty nice," but you want to get that, feel the heartbeat of the city. That's that's mm. Vienna, boy. You got, <laughs> when you when you get off of your your carriage there, you really feel alive. You know, it's mm-hmm. like uh, Vienna was like almost like a character in like if you were to make a movie about my life, it was like mm-hmm. a big presence there because this is where you could really let loose. Yeah, so it's like a love affair between you and the city of Vienna. It was a love story. Yeah, because like. You know, my father was very mean to me, and mm-hmm. he, he he wouldn't let me have the good times as a boy. But I said, no, I'm a man, so I can have as many parties as I would like. Mm-hmm. So, like, I start to, you know, go out at night, and I meet people. I get, meet the ladies, and uh, I just start to drink more and more wine. Like, there are some wine contests I enter, <laughs> where, because 
I, I, I can drink the more. contest for drinking or for making wine. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, was this a figurative competition <clears throat> or a literal competition? No, it's it was a literal competition. Like they every, they would have a every every bar would have this giant tub of wine, and they say if you drink it. It's free. Okay. And were you ever able to successfully drink all the wine in the bucket, Wolfgang? Yeah, I did. I, I kept on. <laughs> because, you know, the thing is you have to boot and rally. Yes, yes. yes. We so know all you, about boot and rally. Yeah, yeah so you just kind of sneak off and you come back and drink more and more. But there's mm-hmm. also competitions for people making the wine. There'd be like a couple going on at the same time. Oh, that's, that's handy because then the people that finish making the wine can give it to people who are trying to drink the wine. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I, would sometimes, I would sometimes gamble on the people that are making the wine as I'm drinking the wine contest. Oh, so man. like... I end up owing money no matter what. Yeah, you had your hands in a lot of pots, Wolfgang. Yeah, it's not the money burns through my fingers. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, you were burning the candle at both ends. Really, really living your life. You know, getting getting as much in as you possibly could in the time that you had. Uh, but is it true that you know? So you're starting to do music in Vienna, and uh, you were trying to look for places to put up concerts, but because. Uh, theater space was so scarce that you would put up your shows in weird places like restaurants and apartments and stuff? Yeah, like any place where people could fit, I was willing to do a concert there. Mm-hmm. So like, where else would you put a concert up besides apartments and restaurants? And One time like I went to the beach, the ocean side, mm-hmm. and I put on a concert on a beached whale. On a beached whale? Yeah, that was kind of a gimmick stunt thing, but okay. it so still like a worked. David Blaney kind of a concert? Yeah, it's, I, I kind of, the only three people were able to fit in. And I, I couldn't put my, my keyboard, so mm. I just brought a harmonica, <laughs> and I played inside the whale's stomach. It's a good show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm sure they probably got good acoustics inside the whale. Is that it, uh... it has a really warm sound. Oh, yeah. Okay, that sounds about right. Uh, now, going back to you, Shaka Zulu. Um, so this uh, this man, Ding- Dingy Sueo, uh, who was murdered, and then you, like, you, you try to you try to kill his, uh, his, his killer, this um, uh, Zweed fellow, uh, you chase him. You can't find him. You kill his mom as you know part of your revenge. It's a really grisly death that you give her. You lock her in a room with a bunch of hyenas. Is that isn't that correct? I, I think when you hear the story without the context, mm-hmm. it sounds bad. <laughs> well, I provided the context. This guy killed your your mentor, right, right. and so you took his mom and you put her in a room with a couple hyenas that would tear her apart, and then you burned the room down. As I understand. Oh yes, okay. It does sound bad when you say it. <laughs> yeah, I gave uh, all the context when that, you say it like that, but. One thing that you need to know uh, that you can't see uh, if you look it up on the internet is that she was just a nasty bitch. She was just a really, she was really real mean, mean okay. super mean. Did you kill the hyenas too? Did you burn the room down? I don't think that... It doesn't say in the Wikipedia. Well, they ate a woman. They deserved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they're bad dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so then I read that, and this is this blew my mind, that you eventually catch up with Zweed. I, I think I'm pronouncing the name right. Uh, you have this epic battle together. And then you win. That must have been extremely satisfying. You've been searching for this man for so long. And then you meet on the battlefield. You both have your armies. And then you're victorious. That must have been incredible. It was the greatest feeling of my life. To avenge my mentor's death. Mm -hmm. And then also, before he died, I said to him, Hey, uh, I guess it wasn't necessary (laughs) to kill your mother. Oh, you, you you didn't say your catchphrase. Which well, was, I did. Uh, I said that then uh, after that. What I was said, it again? Too it bad, dum dum. <laughs> now I open up your head. Which one did you do first? The mom part, or did you do the, the catchphrase? I said the catchphrase loud so mm-hmm. everyone could hear. Yes. And then I whisper in his ear, 
it i guess now looking back mm-hmm. i did not need to kill your mother with gotcha, hyenas gotcha. it almost was an admission that you didn't think that you would eventually get him he's a slippery you know? slimy son of a bitch this weed fellow he hasn't even has a slippery sounding name yeah. weed weed uh, i don't know how you pronounce gross. it he's a disgusting man now in yeah in my brain like the you know we, we've seen so many action movies like this you know your, your armies are going at it but you two specifically find each other like in the middle of this battle is that what happened it I'm, works exactly like in the movies what you would not think so right no, it seems I'm, impossible somebody must have killed either gotten to either you or him before that you it's, know as soon as you show up everyone knows what's happening and they all get out of the way everybody kind of pairs off yes. with the person that they have yes, a, a you, vendetta with you find the person who is the most <laughs> equally suited to fight you and you fight them. <laughs> That's fun. That's like uh, when the Justice League went at it with the uh, Legion of Doom. Exactly. Everybody would kind of pair off against their person. As I walked through, I would occasionally stab a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, help a brother out. Yes. I but gotcha. then uh, everyone knew what my mission was. Gotcha, gotcha. They would clear a path, and mm-hmm. then we would meet in the middle. And have our big fight. Oh, that's nice. Uh, so going back to you, uh, Wolfgang. So in the movie Amadeus, which we discussed already, um, which I loved, by the way, it was an incredible movie. Uh, you yeah. are port- portrayed as this gad about town. You liked partying and carousing all hours of the night. And you basically confirmed that, you know, on this interview. But what do you think it was in you that that made you desire that kind of lifestyle? Like, why couldn't you just go home, write your music, be with your wife, that sort of thing? What kept on driving you out of the house and just, like, you know, needing all that attention and partying and stuff? Well, you know, I, I was of two children that survived. Mm-hmm. There were five brothers and sisters who did not make it. Yes. And as very sad as it was, they, would, they each said to me as they went, said, Wolfie, you must party for me as well. They said that to you. That as, as your siblings were dying, they said, you have to party for us. Yeah, because uh, to be a, a child, is, especially with a stern father, mm-hmm. is to want to really hang out. You know, okay. to really cut loose. You keep on bringing up the stern father. Like, we, we, we know, you know, like you've mentioned it enough. Like, it's not something you have to reiterate. Just want yeah, to let you know. But he was, Papa was very bad. <laughs> he, deserves, he deserves to have his name dragged through the mud over mm-hmm. and over. And that name is? Just, Le- so to, just so that we can put it out there into the universe. Leopold. Leopold Mozart. Yeah. He's a shit person. Yeah. All right. Yeah, everybody he was, knows now. He's a, he was worse than your um, Mama June. Mama June? <laughs> worse than Mama June? Yes, I would say so. I didn't I didn't know Mama June was the standard for bad parenting. I think she's pretty close. I mean, there. it's bad if your child is that obese. If you're that obese, you're obviously not a good parent. Well, but there are it, worse parents, I, I think. I think she was also about, dating a pedophile. Was she dating a pedophile? Yeah, maybe that's... Uh, I mean, I didn't know that much about it. I don't it. know who this is. <laughs> Mama, Mama June, June, you never watched uh, any of the reality shows that had... Yeah, uh, I'm actually out of my depths a little bit. I just know the name. Who? I would have gone... Uh, honey Boo Boo. I would have oh, gone honey for... Honey Yeah, her mom was Honey I always liked the honey boo-boo of, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I would have, if I needed to pick a bad parent out of a hat, I would have gone with, like, Precious's mom. I think Precious's mom was probably worse yeah, she's than uh, Mama June. Uh, but anyways, so there are some records, uh, Mozart, that, that uh, suggest that uh, Beethoven went to Vienna in 1787 specifically to meet with you and study with you. But there are no records that this meeting actually took place. Did you meet up with Beethoven? Did you work together? What was that like? Yeah, um, he came to see my concert and he loved it. So he's, he says, come over here quickly. And he says, uh, Wolfgang, because we're not friends. Mm-hmm, he says, yeah. um, I would like to kind of join with you and learn about the way you do music. And I go, um, okay, but you're such an ugly jerk. <laughs> and I struck him in the ears. Oh. Wait, so you beat him into the, in the ears? 
It was my only, it was my only like blow that had any effect on another thing. Because <laughs> you lost I every other of, fight, but you I won this one against him. Beethoven. Yeah. Wow. Here, I, I, I don't know that much about Beethoven. I know that he was deaf. I'm asking you now, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, did you deafen Ludwig von Beethoven? I mean, probably. <laughs> it probably didn't happen immediately because he was still younger then, but I have mm. to think it has some kind of effect. Okay. But he could hear before and after this fight, I'm, a- I'm asking? Yeah. In the immediate afterwards, he could hear. But then when he was down on the ground, I put a beetle in his ear. <laughs> Which that can't be good. Did I'm you not put a, a doctor. Li- was it a live beetle that you put in his ear? Yeah. Oh, that's got to be dangerous. Yeah, it was. It, man, people freak out when you put a bug on them. So imagine how <laughs> how much you freak out if there's a bug in your ear. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is small potatoes compared to what you should do, Shaka Zulu. Correct. It's an interesting story, nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but you know, just simply to put a bug in someone's ear. That wouldn't have sufficed for you. Well, I might do that and then set them on fire. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So you got to put a little extra seasoning on it for it to be a Shaka Zulu. One bug is enough if you want to deafen a man. Mm -hmm. But who wants to only deafen a man? Yeah, then you just have a bunch of dead people trying to kill you, you know, and that's arguably worse than, you know, having somebody who can hear because they have, you know, what do you call it? uh, Their senses are more highly attuned, you know, because they lost their ears. And they can't hear my taunts. (laughs) They can't hear your your catchphrase either. They can't hear me when I tell them how out of shape their butt is. And uh, and, uh, too bad dum-dum. Too bad dum-dum. Did you ever hit someone so hard that they lose their, like, sense of taste? (laughs) <laughs> you slapped the taste out their mouth. Could yes. you? Could you possibly do that, Shakazulu? It can't be done. But have you done it? I have done it. Oh, or make wow. it so they can't feel things on their fingertips. What are some other senses that we can lose? Um, um, uh, so we got, I would we like got sight. Obviously, you can punch the sight out of somebody. Hearing, we know about. Taste, we know about. Uh, what about just the sense of touch? Could you hit somebody so hard that they wouldn't be able to feel anything anymore? They would only feel the punch that I gave them wow. for the rest yeah. of their lives. That would be it. Or you can make them not be able to discern between hot and cold. <laughs> If they were to pet a bunny, it would feel like you know, being punched again. There are a lot of senses. There are a lot of senses we're, we're discovering. So, uh, Shaka Zulu, you are credited with a number of military innovations uh, that helped you conquer so many of your uh, neighboring tribes. Uh, yes. uh, is it true that you developed the bullhorn formation? Yes. Okay. Would you describe that for our listeners? Because obviously this is probably something that every military person knows about already. Of course. Uh, but what was the strategy behind the bull? Horn formation. Well, uh, you would get all of your soldiers mm-hmm. and uh, arrange them in the shape of a bull's horns. Okay, so that's like a C shape? Is that yes, right? kind of like a big C. Okay. Uh, and then all of you run and stab everyone. Okay, so that was that's the bullhorn maneuver. Yes, is, is just, just like a bull. Like a, like a C. What's mm-hmm. the advantage of having everybody come at you in like a C shape? Confusion. Confusion. <laughs> oh, for C. C for confusion. Why are they standing in this form? This, this is, makes no sense. What was uh, it beforehand? Like, what what would you what would an army do without this this bullhorn shape in their in their in their fight? We did the flying V. The flying V, uh, that and that wasn't just as left one man right in the middle <laughs> at the very front, and he would get killed almost immediately. So everybody's like funneling towards that one dude. And and he would die. Oh, and okay. subsequently, everyone else would die. Oh, gosh. It's not a very good strategy, then. The bullhorn. Genius. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I also read that you created a short spear for stabbing, whereas everybody else was using long spears that they would throw, and then they wouldn't have anything then you, you know, no to, to fight with you know, up what close. What are you fighting with? So you had a long one. Scratching and their eyes out. <laughs> you developed a short one that you could stab with also. Yes. So then, so what would happen in, uh, before this? You, know, you throw a spear and then you just like, fight with your hands? Well, one day I was in a battle okay. and I threw my spear and I said, oh, now I have to go get it out of that <laughs> man. So a long walk over to mm-hmm. pick it up. I said, excuse me, sir, you have my spear. Mm-hmm. And he said, it is in my abdomen. Okay. And I pulled it out. Uh, and then I realized 
This is a waste of my time. <laughs> I've been walking around here with no spear. I could have killed so many men. So I cut a little bit off mm-hmm. and uh, stabbed everyone. I mean, it seems obvious now, you know, just make the spear shorter, have it on you, you know. Uh, but I'm sure that at the time it was revolutionary. You yes, know? well, I mean, like most things, uh, they seem obvious, but... Hey, like I wish yeah. I would have thought of that kind of thing. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah like, uh, like troll dolls, you know. You see troll dolls, you can't believe how successful they are. You're like, I could have come up with that. That's obvious. But in hindsight, it's brilliant because yeah. it's a doll with funny hair. <laughs> Long and funny, different colors, uh, and so no pants. If you are just joining us, listen to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are 18th century composer and musician Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart and influential monarch of the Zulu kingdom in the 1800s, Shaka Zulu. Hello. Uh, now, as we, we talked a little bit about your financial difficulties, uh, Wolfgang, um, you went through some trying times financially towards the end of your career, uh, but you didn't stop spending. You, you kept this lavish lifestyle. You can't, kept going out and partying for your dead siblings. Uh, do you regret that now, or was, or did you just feel like I'm so talented, money will eventually come to me? Like, what was your motivation there? You don't spend the money that you have; you spend the money you think you deserve. You spend the money you think you deserve. I mean, it sounds a very like a very irresponsible philosophy. You put, but... I put that into the universe, and I expected the universe to to get it back to me. But almost like the secret, right? Yes, yeah, I was okay. kind of making that happen for me. But I don't regret a thing because um, I had a billiard table. You had if a you billiard can, table. If you can imagine such wealth. Well, no. When you were when when things were going well, you had a big house and a billiard table and everything like that. Yeah, but, at, but from that point on, I could say to anybody, you know, at one point I had a billiard table. Oh, and then and people they would and like, they would be shamed. Yeah, it's because like they they couldn't dream of it. It's like owning a Porsche, but like having a really shitty apartment. You just get to park the Porsche in front yeah. of your nice place. When you when you are riding the high off of getting a really nice acquisition. Mm-hmm. That is one. That is a rush you cannot match with any kind of horse fight or sex <laughs> time or well, doing. Don't knock at it till you try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I mean, these are all fantastic things. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. Or, or a laudanum rush or something. But when you have something really cool, like um, for a while, I had this one hat, which everyone was like, "Oh man, that is ridiculously cool." And I'd be like, "Yeah, it's for me." Mm-hmm. Did you? I mean, I, we were talking about your really big goat that you had, Shaka Zulu. Yeah, that must have um, been pretty good. Huh? Did you? Did you, was it? Can you corroborate what uh, Mozart is saying here? That it felt amazing to acquire things that were that you know high value. Well, it is uh, not about the things. It is about mm. people knowing that you are able to have these things. Okay. You know. Yeah. Uh, if you are walking around with a normal size goat or no goat, uh, people might look at you and say, "I don't know who that is." But when you see a goat of great heft. <laughs> You say, that is Shaka Zulu. He will beat me to <laughs> yeah. death if I was to say anything negative mm-hmm. about him. Well, all the things that... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I know, it's like that saying that I'm, I cried because my goat was thin until I met a man who had no goat. Oh, yeah. And then I met a man with a fat goat, and I was like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that that was how that, uh, that expression ended. That is what will make you realize that you and the man with no goat are both stupid. Yeah. Mm, and, and aha, too, too bad, dum-dum. Too bad, now, dum-dum. Now, now I, I open... Open up your head. Open and up your the head. head of your goat. So uh, even though you were clearly using all these innovations that you had to win all these battles and conquer all these neighboring tribes and stuff like that, you were sort of like uh, famously distrustful of European methods of war. People showed you guns and everything, and you were like, this is dumb when I could just stab you with a spear. Uh, There is no Anna in a gun. I also think that if you're talking to a guy who's shown up in like a wool suit in Africa, you're like, why would I listen to this guy? Yeah, because it's really hot in Africa, you know? Like they have all these weird... You know, uh, decorum and, you know, oh, it's, it's, 
you know, it's considered very impolite if I don't wear a jacket, and even though it's 120 degrees outside, you well, know? Then you go ahead and sweat to death, dum-dum. <laughs> it's too now hot. I, now I open your head. That's it's, a really good catchphrase. It really stuck with me. It does. It's, it's a green too point. hot for a jacket in Africa. Mm, that's another good catchphrase. I like that one a lot, too. That was, uh, a, that was a Phil Collins album. What? It's too hot for a jacket. I mean, was that was that the the first was it the first draft of that album title? Because I think it, they ended up doing No Jacket Required. Yeah, I mean, but that was probably in his head. He was thinking that. Yeah, it's like, too hot for Jacket like in Africa. Lyrics, yeah. It's probably he, where he, he came is up probably with my main. He, if there is a modern me, it's him. You think that Phil Collins is the closest thing that we have to Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart today? Because the, my music would make people soar to the heavens with joy, or make mm-hmm. their hearts feel heavy and leaden. And this is the same thing with him. Interesting. With he did that song that's against all odds. Yeah, it's a great one. I'm almost tearing up thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, how can I just let you walk away yeah, when makes, all I can do is see you cry? It yeah. makes me think of some relationships that have been really bad for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, Phil Collins, he's had a he's had a rough go relationship-wise. There's no wonder that he wrote so many beautiful beautiful breakup songs. Um, now, uh, Shaka Zulu, um, I was just going to ask you about the... The, the way that you would fight Europeans, you know, like they would be reloading their guns and you would just like have a bunch of dudes with, with, uh, with spears, short spears, stab them as they were, as they were reloading. Um, I can imagine that that would be a little bit effective. Oh, yes. But not forever, right? Well, like, no, eventually guns uh, got more sophisticated. Do you regret that you didn't embrace that technology before? No, I think I, I lived as a warrior and I died as a warrior. That's very I well. Never technically, had, you were assassinated by your half brothers. Right, but you know. I still was a warrior. Was that I, a warrior's death? I don't know. Eh, well, you know, it, it's yes. <laughs> Well, we we just asked uh, you know Mozart about his contemporary. You know, mm-hmm. he's saying that Phil Collins is the closest thing to a Mozart that we have today. Uh, do you think that we have a Shaka Zulu today? Do you think that we have somebody who embodies what Shaka Zulu was back then? Uh, I guess uh, if I had to name someone, it would be uh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba <laughs> is today's Shaka Zulu. Uh, a man of the people. Uh, okay. A the, great the, presence. The people's bond. The people's the what? Bond. They make him the bond. Oh, the people's bond. James Bond. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna make him a bond, unfortunately. The guy who the, the guy who owns the estate now says he's not crazy about Idris Elba playing Bond. Oh, I think I know why. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> well he mentioned Might it be the same reason that I am called White Napoleon Black Napoleon <laughs> and he is not called White Chakazulu? Well, I wanted to ask you uh, this other question, Shakazulu, is that so you assassinated your stepbrother in order to, you know, gain power. And then, and then your half-brothers assassinated you, you know, to get power. Is this a thing that just happened in Africa all the time? Like you really had to watch out for brothers because they were really, you know, were eager to assassinate and take whatever you had? I think you will look in history of the entire planet and see lots of assassinations by people. By that- brothers? Yes, or anyone that you thought you could trust. Yes. Yeah. You can some, trust no one. Some of my siblings I could have taken a lot better care of when they were sick. I'd put like a wet coat on one. Mozart, are you saying that you purposefully murdered your siblings? I didn't say I murdered them, but I could have done more to help them out. So you, you just got like made an environment where it would be easy for them to catch something and then die. Yeah, I didn't like them sometimes to act out. Wow, that is uh, diabolical. Why did you want to passively remove your siblings from existence, Mozart? I mean, just little things, because, I mean, like one, maybe like the cat sits on their lap and not mine, or they get a sweet, which I didn't get. Mm-hmm, okay. 
I can see how that would be a frustrating. You hold that you know? grudge for a while, and then by the time you, you're like, maybe I shouldn't have put that wet blanket on a sick child. Yeah. You're like, they're gone. Do you think that maybe there was a wet blanket ca- is still a blanket? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we say where um, I come from. Uh, well, you know, you can really uh, wet blanket can be more harm than good, and you know, depending on the uh, the environment. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Do you think, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, that maybe there was some karmic retribution in the way that you died because of these awful things that you had done to your siblings when you were young? Yeah, I mean, towards the end, I maybe was a little bit loopy after sickness, but I would mm-hmm. see my, my deceased siblings creeping towards me with a sodden cloak okay. and, and laying it on me. Okay, yeah. Putting the, the icy children's hands on my face. <laughs> there is not a, there's not a lot of ambiguity there. You know, it seems real obvious that you either unconsciously or consciously thought that the fact that you were dying of a weird sickness was because you kind of helped your siblings die. Yeah, and I did a ton of blow, <laughs> which I think weakened my heart at some point. That's possible. Well, do you know, I mean, like there are a lot of theories as to what exact illness uh, led to your death. You know, people say it was influenza, trichinosis, strep throat, mercury poisoning. Uh, I know it's a tall order, but knowing what we know now about the human body and the different diseases. Do you think that you could hazard a guess as to what it was that killed you? We used to do this thing called the shiny shots. The shiny shots. We take any liquor, one pot liquor, then mix it with one pot mercury. Okay. And then just pound it. And then drink that. Yeah, because at the time it was really cool looking. We didn't know it was bad for you to have. (laughs) So, I mean... If I did, if I was a gambling man, which I am, mm-hmm. it, I would say that's probably drinking the mercury. Or you think it was mercury poison that did it to you? Yeah. Also, I made hats, mm-hmm. and the, that's something that we use to burn the mercury. We form a hat, so I was inhaling it, drinking it. Wait, so you would you would make hats, and in order to make the hat, you had to burn mercury? Is that right? Yeah, to get the like to shape them, get the felts off of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is, the expression is mad as I had a. Oh right, uh, yeah. I guess that does make sense. Yeah, I didn't know that mercury was involved in that process. Yeah. And I also didn't know that that was a hobby that you had, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. What? Well, you want to wear the best hat, and sometimes you can't afford to buy the hat. So, so sometimes you have just to make, make your own yourself. hat. Yeah. So yeah, I understand. Did you ever, I know, I don't want to insult you, Shaka Zulu, but did you ever stoop so low as to what Wolfgang here is describing? Like, you want a fat goat, you can't afford a fat goat, so you, I don't know, put like a bunch of, uh, bunch of straw around a regular goat to make it look fat or something like that? Uh, yes, uh, I would uh, sometimes stack up three goats in a coat. <laughs> And say it was one tall goat. This is the tallest goat you have ever seen. You would, you would put the coat in. You would put the goat in a coat. Is that right? Three goats. One Three coat. goats in one coat. And, and then it could see an adult movie. <laughs> Super tall coat. Uh, sometimes there would be one of the uh, scholars, the elders, mm-hmm. would say something like, "The head size is not appropriate for a goat mm-hmm. that tall." Yeah. Uh, and then I would respond. Too bad, dum dum. <laughs> Too bad, dum dum. Now, now, I open, up now I open up your head. Um, I I would think that the fact that it's wearing a coat at all would be the giveaway because number one, it's too hot for coats oh, for humans. I thought in that Africa. you were saying that would be uh, impressive enough to ignore uh, any uh, inconsistencies. Wait, what did I say? You said it was a giveaway. Yeah, it's a giveaway. I think it's impressive. <laughs> any goat wearing a coat, let it slide. Mm-hmm. I think that just having a goat in a coat would be prestigious enough. You wouldn't have to pretend like it was a bigger goat than it actually was. You'd be like, look at this. I, I have a goat in a coat. Praise me. Let me be your leader. The king of the goats is what the I king- would call you. <laughs> the goat. <laughs> All right. So, Mozart, you left, famously, you left uh, one of your greatest pieces of work unfinished because of your untimely demise, your unfinished requiem. Um, now that we, you're, you're back with us, 
do you think that you could just just hum for us or whatever you think the ending of your unfinished requiem should be? Yeah, I think the lyrics would go something like this. Like, oh, so we're gonna go lyrics again as yeah. opposed. <laughs> It's, it'd be like at this point, like uh, where it gets really sad and it gets really pumped up, so people mm-hmm. are like the tears are like shooting out of people's eyes, and okay. then it gets soft again towards the end. He's, now the best party guy is gone, the best musician ever to live in. T- the sounds a lot like Morrissey, right? <laughs> <laughs> in my thoughts, he's a very good guy. Okay, what Morrissey? You like Morrissey? Yeah, because you know. He is very sad, and much of my life was sad. Mm. But I wish they had more. Pe- you know, sometimes I'm in a Morrissey mood. Sometimes I'm in the Rick James mood. Okay, yeah. I mean, those are you know the two sides of the musical coin, obviously. Uh, now, just to to wrap things up, I have a couple of questions for you, Shaka Zulu. Um, there are a few uncorroborated claims in your biography. I just like to shoot them out to you uh, real quick, and you can either say that you did it or you didn't do it. Just clear up the record for us, okay? Just did or didn't? Yes. Okay. Okay, but I mean, you can expand on it, obviously, if you like. All right. Did you? Force your warriors to not wear shoes to harden up the bottoms of their feet. Yes. Okay, and this was because... Keep their feet strong. Keep the feet strong. But shoes did, wear down. Feet never wear down. No, that's not true. I never. mean, they will eventually wear down. You keep them tough. <laughs> they you will know. not wear down. Uh, did you make your warriors march 50 miles every day? Yes. Now, other people have said that that's physically impossible. Why? To Because to, humans would, would, they would die. You know? Physically impossible for them. For, for the people who say well, that the it's impossible. the people who say this. No, but they are sitting on their couch, <laughs> eating a potato, talking about how it's impossible to march 50 miles. But we are doing it with no shoes on. Okay. Is and it... a fat goat in a cart. <laughs> well, not a fat goat in a coat. Three, three in goats. In a cart. Three in goats cart. in one coat. In a goat cart. cart. Oh, in a cart. In a yes. goat cart, pulled yes. by my wife. Let's not confuse the different goats that you when, had. One was in a cart, one was in a coat. When, one was when both of us say cart, cart, they do, they're very confusing. They themselves. do sound very similar, yeah. We have funky accents. Yes. All right, so last one. Is it true that you would have your warriors, you would have backup warriors facing away from the battle so that they didn't know what was happening and it would keep their morale up? Is that no. true? No, that's not I true. I did have people there that okay. were facing away from the battle, yeah. but it was uh, not my soldiers. It was people that I wanted to punish. Oh, so you would just... Everyone loves to watch a battle, so I would bring the people I like the least to the battle, and I would say, you can stand here, but you may not look. <laughs> be like, oh. And would they be really upset about that? Oh, they would be huffing and hawing and hemming. I want to see who is being stabbed right now. I hear the screams. And I'm like, no, 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 you are paying a price. All right. Well, that is uh, that is very interesting. Uh, and all the time that we have for this week's episode of Famous Dead People, I'd like to thank my guests, Shaka Zulu and Mozart, for joining us in the studio today. Uh, one final question for both of you. Uh, it's a little bit weird, but do you, either of you have any, I don't know, comedy shows or like a Twitter account that you really want people to check out or listen to or anything like that? Mozart, anything like that? Uh, yeah, I would go see the improv show. It's Magnet Theater. It's, the group is on Thursday nights. They are the music industry. Mm-hmm. And um, if they like to listen to a podcast, there's one called Dan Wakes Up Screaming. And they can hear stuff like this, kind of. And otherwise, <laughs> just a bunch of dudes from Brooklyn talking. <laughs> All right. That sounds pretty cool. And, sounds uh, pretty cool. And Shaka Zulu, anything you want people to go check out? If you have internet, uh, follow uh, at Mr. Joe Miles, M-R-J-O-E-M-I-L-E-S on all platforms. Okay, and uh, if you have any questions that you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email it to us at famousdeadpeopleshow at gmail.com. We'll try to have them on as soon as we can. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Famous dead people, famous dead people.